Hello and welcome to Where the Rubber Meets the Road podcast with Safe Ride for Kids. You know, driving is the most dangerous activity that we do every day, but we realize that your family has places to be and things to do. Safe Ride for Kids, we help you arrive safely by equipping you with innovative products and unbiased information from our team of certified safety experts. I'm Greg DeRocher, and today I'm the co-founder and CEO at Safe Ride for Kids. But my first career was actually as a firefighter paramedic, where unfortunately I did get to see firsthand the devastation that car crashes can have. And that's also where I got started in injury prevention education. In 2000, I became a certified child passenger safety technician. And I did that because, uh, you know, child safety in the car is largely dependent on the choices of the caregivers. So I figured it would be much better to help educate the parents, the caregivers on how to keep their kids safe in the car, as opposed to, you know, responding to injured kids on the highway. I've been an instructor of that car seat curriculum, certifying technicians since 2001. And I am Amy DeRocher. I'm co-founder and creative director at Safe Ride for Kids. I became a certified technician back in 2004. Craig was one of my instructors. Um, I write most of the content for our website, and we are parents of three children. The last two podcasts, we talked about selection and direction, and today we're going to be talking about location. So what we're talking about is, you know, the things that need to be considered when you are installing a child's car seat in a car. Selection is which child restraint do I need, which category of child restraint. Direction is, you know, am I going to install this uh, child restraint rear-facing or forward-facing? Location is which, where in the car do I want to install it? And then the installation is um, what mechanisms, uh, what systems am I going to use to install the car seat? And then the final thing to be considered is harnessing. Uh, how do I correctly harness my child in the seat? So today we're talking about location. Lots of different cars have, you know, different kinds of cars have different seating positions. There's uh, some of the, the terminology is inboard or a center seating position or an outboard seating. Uh, outboard would be any seating position that's near, uh, you know, the outer windows of the car. And then there's passenger side, driver side. Uh, some of the seating positions uh, also that are in cars are like, uh, there was a bunch of uh, pickup trucks that had side facing jump seats uh, behind the driver passenger that, so the two occupants back there would be facing each other. Um, and there were there are even some uh, vehicles on the market today that have uh, seating positions that are facing the rear of the car. I just wanna take this time to say that there are no child restraints on the market that have been crash tested in either a side facing or a rear facing vehicle seating position. So all car seats that are sold are only crash tested and certified to be used in a forward facing seating position in the car. But the question is that we're going to talk about today is which one of those forward facing seating positions should we be considering? Any seating position that has a functioning, <laughs> correctly working restraint system, uh, like a seatbelt, 
certainly can be used. We'll talk about the difference between the outboard seating positions and the um, center seating position. And we'll, we'll talk about uh, under the rare circumstances, when would we ever put a child in the front seat? So a 2007 study um, that was published in Pediatrics showed that the center rear seat is 43% safer for children zero to three years old. So why might that be? You know, what are the, what are the things that we need to be considering? You know, 43%, that sounds like a big number. And I, you know, that was the result of, uh, you know, them looking at multiple years of data from multiple states and interviewing the, the parents on the injuries. So we're not talking about severity of injury. What were, what it sounded like the study was just looking, was asking is, you know, were they injured or were they not? So when we're looking at a car crash, I always ask parents like, what kind of crash do you plan on getting into? <laughs> and they, you know, I get this blank stare. I'm not planning on getting into any crash. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we don't use our car seats for not getting in a crash. Really, the car seat's primary purpose is to project the, to protect the child when there is a crash. So we're kind of preemptively assuming that we might get in a crash, which is probably a good assumption. So what's the difference between the center seating position and an outboard, one of the window seating positions? Um, you know, the biggest, so if you picture a forward crash, which is the most common type of crash, it really isn't, doesn't matter if the child's sitting next to the, you know, the side window or in the middle, the crash forces are essentially going to be the same. The only time that it really comes into, into, um, into play in a big way is if the vehicle is involved in a side impact. Um, so imagine, you know, a child sitting next to the window is going to experience being T-boned very differently than a child sitting in the middle seat. There's much more distance between the bumper of the intruding car and the child's child restraint. Um, but side impacts are one of the least common types of crashes. And even rarer are true side impacts where they're actually a T-bone. Right. And they're usually coming from an angle, so it's more of a, a forward or rear impact. Right. So, you know, if you picture if you're turning left across oncoming traffic and you get hit, you're very likely to be hit kind of in that right passenger front corner, which is not a true T-bone. A true T-bone would be you're crossing the intersection and somebody comes uh, perpendicular to your car and smashes right into the side of your car. Um, and those are fairly rare. And the first thing I tell all parents that I talk to about this is those types of, of car crashes are actually the most avoidable with good defensive driving skill. We as a driver have to put our vehicle in the path of that oncoming car. Whether we have the green light or the right of way really doesn't matter. As a good defensive driver, we should be paying attention to all the other oncoming traffic. 
So that's the first thing is I think that most of them are probably avoidable. Not yeah. all, but you, most. You have a green light. You look and make sure everyone else is stopping where they're supposed to stop. And if you see someone a block away is still zooming on, you maybe you just wait. wait a second and <laughs> see what they do. Let the guy behind you honk their horn all they want. If uh, and You don't enter that intersection until you've confirmed that that vehicle is in the process of stopping or has already stopped. Um, and that, you know, you can really save yourself a lot of headaches. And I can personally vouch that I've avoided at least three, if not more, true side impact T-bone crashes just by being that observant. Um, I often talk about, you know, driving emergency vehicles for a living. It was our policy on the department that if we were running a red light, we were required to stop at each lane of oncoming traffic, you know, that was coming perpendicular to us and confirm with eye to eye contact that the other driver was stopped um, before we proceeded to the next lane of oncoming traffic. So, you know, with good defensive driving, you can avoid true T-bones. With that being said, we want parents to be comfortable putting their child in any seating position as long as they can get a correct install. So let's talk about some of the things. What does that mean, getting a correct install? Um, you need to know the equipment that's in your car, and you need to know the components that come with your car seat. Car seats now come with a strap called a, a, a lower anchor strap, and that is intended to hook into the uh, it's called the latch system or lower anchors and tethers for children in the car i also call it an isofix we're going to cover that in the next podcast but basically we want you to install your child restraint in any seating position that you can get a correct install and that you can account for all the other variables well i think part of the good install too um, as far as location goes is can you get a good install in a driver's side outboard seat? Maybe the driver is really tall and there's not enough space. To get a rear, you know, say you got a rear-facing uh, child seat there. Maybe the passenger is really tall too, so the child really should go in the center so that the, the car seat can actually fit. You know, it, it depends on your car seat and the size of your car seat. The, the size of the occupants, because you know, if you have a one tall parent and one short parent, now you have, uh, you know, the two front seats are not symmetrical, so if you put your child in the middle, it may not be ideal. It may be better it, to have it, it behind one or the other. Tilt the car seat. Right. So there's a, there's so many variables that come into play, which is why we recommend that every parent actually meet with a certified child passenger safety technician, and we make those easy to find on our website. Um, you can go to sr4k.com forward slash C-P-S tech, T-E-C-H, and that's Child Passenger Safety Technician. On that page is a button that will take you to an outside resource that helps you locate certified child passenger safety technicians in your area. Um, I think right now it's it's linking to Safe Kids resource, um, and just as a note on that page, 
that destination page is uh, you can enter uh, you know, location or city, state, and zip code. You can enter all kinds of information. Yeah, all kinds. Make it very general. <laughs> your city, start with that. Your see city what you and find. State. If there's nothing in your city, maybe widen the search to another bigger city or to the whole state and then go through the list to see something near you. Um, and because if you enter the zip code, it will restrict the search to just that zip code, which may be too tight of a too narrow of a search. So just keep that in mind. So some other things that affect uh, location are how many children you have in the car. Um, so you might not be able to fit two car seats next to each other to have one child in the center seat. Maybe you have to keep them both on the outboard seat. Yep, and you know, as I'm sure you know, <laughs> if you've had, if you've installed car seats, you know, trying to get down to that buckle with two car seats next to each other can be a challenge. And if that prevents you from getting a correct installation, it would be better to have the kids in the two outboard seating positions. Uh, so that you can properly install them both. The other thing to consider is, um, you know, the ease of use of the of the caregiver. And let's say, for example, one of the one of the kids is in an infant carrier. Well, can the occupant reach, you know, without throwing their back out, <laughs> reach putting that infant carrier in the center seating position? That may not well, be, especially if you're a new mom who just has a cesarean section. Yeah, I mean, there's many, many factors that go into this. So all of these personal conditions and variables go into the the decision of where are you going to put your child. And it's much more important that you have a correct installation that you can use correctly every single time that you transport the child as opposed to which particular seating position is the safest. Because safest is dependent upon the kind of crash that you're going to get into. And how good your install is and uh, so many other factors. So many other factors. Now, one question I often get from parents is, I have a third row. Where should I put my child? Second row or third row? You know, that is a common question. And I'll give you the textbook answer is again is any seating position that you can get a correct installation is an acceptable seating position now if you want to get into the technicalities of crash dynamics and vehicle construction you know i guess in a perfect world the center rear of the back row would probably be um, the least likely to be intruded upon by a certain kind of crash, like a T-bone or, you know, wrapping the, the vehicle around an oak tree <laughs> on the side, you know, there are certain kinds of crashes where that might, and I stress might, make a significant difference, but they're very, very rare. Is that because it's over the rear axle? Or? It's yeah, it has. It's the rear axle, you know. So you have a lot more structure of the vehicle in that general third row area of the vehicle, and obviously the area between the two wheels, uh, you know, that span is going to be the weaker part of the vehicle. So in a T-bone, the vehicle is more likely to to um, 
wrap. wrap or fail in that span between the two wheels as opposed to uh, over the, the wheels that have all the suspension and all that stuff. So, you know, again, it's what kind of crash it's the kind of crash is very rare that it would make a significant difference. And if there, if the crash is that bad, uh, you may be looking at a scenario where the crash was an unsurvivable crash anyway. Um, and the sad reality is that there are unsurvivable crashes and, you know, this whole conversation of safety is not about removing all risks. You know, if, if we wanted to remove all risk, we'd, you know, never drive. We'd never, we'd never leave our homes and we wouldn't have a two story house and we wouldn't cook and we wouldn't do this. And we wouldn't, you know, at some point you have to realize that there are risks inherent to being alive. And as car seat safety experts, what we're trying to do is help you manage the risk and, and put the odds in your favor. And that's kind of been a tagline that we've used over the years is, you know, real safety is about just putting the odds in your favor, understanding the risks that you're taking on and taking appropriate steps to mitigate them or reduce them. And I think, again, going back to defensive driving, I think that's the number one thing that we can all do to reduce our risk is just being aware defensive driver. Um, with that being said, um, is there something else here? Um, what else might impact getting a good installation in the center? Um, so I mentioned the lower anchor straps before. Vehicles, and I don't want to get too far into this because that's going to be the next podcast, but if you're going to use the center seating position... Wait, pause. Pause. This is our safety tip for the week. Oh, it is. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, well, I guess then let's get jump right into that. All right. So our safety tip is uh, many cars have latch in the two outboard seating positions. And in many cases, you cannot use one from one outboard and the other from the other outboard to use in the center seating position. So you have to be very careful. Check your car manual and the car seat manual and before you install using latch from both outboard positions. Now, some cars have latch in all three positions and some cars have latch in the center and one outboard. So it all depends on the car, but we're talking about if you have a car with no latch in the center, but latch in the two outboards. So latch are always a pair, a pair of anchor points, one left, one right. And what Amy's describing is if you're using the center seat, you could be in a scenario where you would be wanting to use the right anchor point from one side and the left anchor point from the other side, which is oftentimes not allowed by the car manufacturers, the vehicle manufacturers. Because those la those lower anchors have to be a certain distance apart, and and in a lot of cars, using one from each side is not the right distance. Correct. So um, always refer to the owner's manual for your vehicle. The best place, the best way to find this information is going to go to the index in the back of your owner's manual for your vehicle, and then look under child restraints or uh, car seats, or um, it's usually going to be one of those two. 
and then dig into the details of that chapter of your of your owner's manual. And um, always refer to the owner's manual for your child restraint. So keep that in mind that those are the two things that you want to get into because there's no there's no car seat technician on the man, on the planet that has read every owner's manual for every vehicle and every child restraint. That is the unique combination that is unique to you in your situation. So you have to take the take the initiative to, to make sure that you're referencing both of those documents. And if you are visiting a car seat technician, bring both of those documents with you. Because the technician will help you get into those and and understand what they're trying to communicate and, and how that unique scenario of your car and your car seat, how to best use those together. So right now, the, our parenting tip this week. Our parenting tip this week is to follow through. So <laughs> uh, before we are actual parents, we are the best parents in the world, before we are parents, um, aren't we all? No, but we uh, used to babysit nieces and nephews and, and friends' kids and see how making threats and not following through worked. And it didn't, didn't work. It didn't work at all. <laughs> Um, they just got away with stuff. So our rule was that we always had to follow through. If we set up a, a rule, we had to follow through with that. So it's not always pretty. Um, for instance, there was this one time I was taking our two older kids. Uh, we didn't have a third yet. So they're still toddlers, and Greg was at the fire station, so I was taking them out to just a cafe for sandwiches, pizza, that kind of thing, um, with ice cream in there so that you had a little case of ice cream. So, you know, they were excited about that. But for whatever reason, and I can't even remember, um, they were being really whiny. And I said, if they didn't stop, then we would leave. Um, and they didn't stop. So we left. They were not very happy about it. They were kind of looking forward to whatever they were going to eat. And uh, I wasn't really <laughs> thrilled about having to go home and make dinner. But I followed through, and they did not do that again. And, uh, you know, fortunately, Amy and I um, see eye to eye on this rule, <laughs> on this parenting standard. Uh, you know, the, the only parenting advice I ever heard my dad give, and I'm the youngest of eight, um, his advice was, say what you mean and mean what you say. And uh, I am probably more lenient than he is, more less consistent than he was. <laughs> uh, and I have to deal with the consequences of that. Again, consequences can be wanted or unwanted. Um, and I think as parents, if we are inconsistent, uh, we, we lose ground um, in that whole uh, expectations uh, realm. And I think it actually is a disservice to our kids because they don't know what to expect, which makes it uncertain for them. And then they end up trying to, to test and find the boundaries because they don't know when the boundary is going to be enforced. Um, and I think that consistency is important, you know, and, not just with kids, but we just got a new puppy <laughs> this recently. <laughs> I think that's one of the one of the founding principles of training a dog or an animal is consistency. And so we're we're rediscovering consistency in our household these days. <laughs> yep. 
and the importance of it. So uh, thanks for joining us this week on the uh, Where the Rubber Meets the Road podcast. Uh, we'd love to have you visit us at our website, saferideforkids.com, uh, and read through all of the amazing content that Amy's created over the years and check out our really cool products. Uh, we're really happy to be providing the Tummy Shield, which is a seatbelt positioner for pregnant women. Uh, we believe that it is the one stage of child passenger safety that has gone unaddressed for decades. And we're very happy to be sponsoring, uh, bringing to the US the one product that we believe appropriately and adequately addresses the issue of keeping uh, the seatbelt properly positioned or better positioned for the pregnant woman. So with that, we'll sign off and look forward to uh, being with you on our next podcast. In the meantime, safe travels. <laughs>